1: Today's episode, how companies can tackle social activism the right way. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Planet Purpose. I'm Scott Goodson. And I'm Yolanda White.
0: And I'm Chip Walker.
1: I have to say, I uh, I really enjoy being with you friends on this show. I- I learned so much. You're giving me perspective because I thought I knew everything, but I realized I don't know anything. So I just wanted to start by saying that. Thank you. Oh, yo, you're pretty smart.
0: You're, you're pretty smart, Scott. Uh, I don't know. I know. I'm disappointed. I thought you knew everything,
1: Scott. As I, but, my but... sons remind me, the older <laughs> I get, the less I know. So I definitely appreciate perspective. So I have a question for you guys. Uh, we're coming out of this pandemic. It's been quite an existential crisis. You know, I mean, obviously it's a somber. A uh, couple of years or 18 months, many people have lost their lives, their jobs, financial security. We've seen problems such as racial inequality and injustice like never before. Seems like there's problems too big for government. I mean, and that's just the social issues. I mean, we haven't talked about even the fires and the floods and the hurricanes. I mean, all of this, and of course, the pestilence and all these other horrible issues. It just seems like government can do a lot, but there's obviously an opportunity for government to work with industry and even industry to to lead. Do you think this is why we're seeing a big trend towards corporate activism? You know, companies getting involved in social issues, taking a stand on, you know, big community issues, the way people are living their lives. What do you guys think?
2: I mean, I'll jump in. Corporate activism is extremely important. And I think there's two things that are actually contributing to them. One is that most companies are advocating for laws and policies that will allow their companies to thrive. One good example, and it's not a new one, but it's a great example, is Tesla, where Elon Musk was really fighting for the movement of dealership laws. And he was doing this from state to state. But we've also seen, which I think is the second area, controversial issues arising, and it's related to culture, it's related to the Constitution, like Black Lives Matter, and consumers really want to know that the companies that they work for are standing up and supporting their values and what's important to them. And, you know, I think with this all being said, no voice is really as if you're supporting the side that's not in favor of where you are as an employee.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chip,
2: what do you think? I
0: I totally agree. And and Scott, to the point you were raised, I I think that it's absolutely true. And the pandemic has made this even more important. But this goes way back before the pandemic, Hmm. I think. And and I think a really good example of this before that was uh, marriage equality. Hmm. Uh, I do not think that that would have become law as as fast as it did uh, without significant pressure from from large corporations uh, and business just in general. Politicians couldn't make any progress on it. They tried for years and it just was just went nowhere. But things really began to change when everybody from Starbucks to Apple to Target went on Mm. record publicly saying that they supported it. Mm. And before you know it, there was a groundswell. So, 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 yeah, it's from the pandemic, but it's bigger than that, I think.
2: Mm. So I really think that companies have honorable intentions. I mean, they are good, but there is a problem that exists because companies make mistakes and they do screw up in the process. I mean, you know, let's talk about a company that's near and dear to me, which is Coca-Cola. And the PR crisis that basically emerged after Georgia's new election law was announced, there were people on the left that were mad at the company because they didn't act earlier. And then you saw that there was, more like threats around boycotting the company because of their position or lack thereof at the time that it occurred. So, you know, I do believe that even though Coca-Cola went on record opposing legislation and speaking up, you know, there's also this thing about timing when you do it, how you do it. And To be very honest, activism is not easy for any company and it can be very costly. I mean, it takes dollars to ensure you have the right team, the right agents to help ensure that you are moving the conversation along in a way that is truly reflective of what the company stands for. And it's really addressing the needs of the people who support, buy, invest in your company. So I think all those pieces work together.
1: To build on that, I want to ask Chip just briefly. So I was listening to a Harvard business professor a couple of weeks ago talking about how he, in his opinion, he doesn't think it's appropriate for leaders of companies to talk out about these types of issues. Do you agree with that person? Or do you think that company leaders no. sh- should be stepping out and speaking about these issues? And yeah, why? I, I,
0: I, I have a strong opinion that I do think that top leaders almost have no choice at hmm. this point to have a point of view, because not having a point of view is a point of view. Hmm. I've seen an Axios, another place where uh, people are referring to CEOs is almost like uh, politicians these days. Yeah. Consumers of a company expect the leaders to, to speak out on certain issues. And you see it over and over again where, where there's, there's really almost an obligation. You know, Tim Cook from Apple has, has lots of points of view. Obviously, Elon Musk has lots of points of view. So it's becoming expected. You can't just sit on the sideline. Hmm. You know, I guess the question is just how do you do it and do it the right way?
1: And what happens if you do it the wrong way? Do you have any examples of someone who's gotten oh, in hot water?
0: Uh, for, uh, for, for like a C- is one example, yeah. yeah. Well, and this is not just a CEO speaking out. It's really a company um, kind of getting into hot water. with uh, was Toyota recently when people found out that they'd been bankrolling politicians who voted to decertify the presidential election. Mm, amazing. They got a ton of backlash wow. and ended up having to promise that they'd never do that anymore. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know that it quite addresses though, that the issue of like, like the example of a politician getting, uh, I'm not a politician, a CEO getting in trouble. I feel like more, Recently, we've seen them actually kind of be rewarded. I mean, I mentioned Tim Cook, who was, for, for example, all over the marriage equality issue. We've seen Howard Schultz of Starbucks, who's gotten a lot of props for his being outspoken on racial equality issues and on also issues like health and education for uh, sort of everyday employees hmm. so yeah i i i think it's it's something that ceos can't avoid these
1: days Yeah, regardless i think companies really don't have a choice on yeah. whether they take a stand or sit on the sidelines you can't just stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and hope everything's yeah. going to go away you know you're going to get you're either going to be you're going to have a backlash from your customers or your employees so you need to have a thoughtful strategy to say something that's relevant i would agree Activate Brand Purpose is the new book focused on helping you lead with purpose. The insights in Activate Brand Purpose are supported by data from the first empirical study of purpose-driven brands. Activate Brand Purpose helps you do just that. It's available now on Audible. Okay, okay. So this brings us to today's topic. How can companies tackle social activism the right way? Recent research from the RepTrack company found that 36% of consumers have felt betrayed by what companies stand for. And 47% have stopped doing business with a company as a result. 63% prefer to do business with companies that stand for a purpose, that reflect their values and belief, and will avoid those that do not. Corporations feel like they have to take on social issues, but we've been discussing this for a while now, and we realize it's really quite difficult. It's challenging. Chip recently had the pleasure of interviewing Laura Lane, Head of Corporate Affairs at UPS, who had some great food for thought on this topic And she's here in the house today. Laura, a warm welcome to the Planet Purpose pod.
3: Thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to be joining in on this discussion. Yeah,
0: great to talk to you again, Laura.
3: We're so glad you
0: could be here.
1: It's exciting. So a little more background on Laura, who is Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at UPS. In this role, Laura oversees public policy, government affairs, public relations, employee communications. Sustainability, community relations, the UPS Foundation, and is a member of the UPS executive leadership team, reporting into the CEO Carol Tomei. Laura started wow. UPS. Yeah, that's impressive. We don't get to speak it's really to impressive. important top leaders like this, so we're we have to behave today, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, she
2: can handle this. Trust I think me. So, I think
1: so. <laughs> Uh, Laura started UPS 2011 as the president of global public affairs. In that role, she successfully advocated for a comprehensive mix of tax reform, secured alternative fuel credits in support of sustainability, and advocated for laws that promote equality and justice in the workplace. I think it's great when you see tangible achievements, not just talk, but action. Laura, first of all, can you tell us about Higher Purpose at UPS? Specifically, What is UPS's purpose and how did the company land on it?
3: You know, I was thinking as you were going through my long title and all my responsibilities, (laughs) I kind of boil it all down to I am the company's chief purpose officer. Mm. It's about breathing life into why UPSers have been so courageous throughout this pandemic and, you know, showing up and delivering for communities. And in all the facets of my role at UPS, I get the opportunity to advocate about that purpose to tell the stories about that purpose and really tap into that energy and commitment that UPSers have behind it. And our purpose statement is moving our world forward by delivering what matters. And it was easy to put everything that UPSers were doing throughout the pandemic, through the social unrest and helping with economic recovery into words. And we did it just by listening to them and, and asking them, why do you show up every day and do what great things you do? And it was because for everyone of our 543,000 employees, it is about more than just delivering packages. It's about moving our world forward by delivering what matters. And they see their commitment to each other and to the communities we serve through that purpose lens. Gosh, I absolutely love
2: the title Chief Purpose Officer in everything that you do. And on a a personal note, and as a business leader, I can't even count the number of boxes, envelopes I receive on a daily basis. So, you know, when you say your mission around the purpose of moving our world forward by delivering what matters is powerful, and it actually like connects with me personally, the movement that your company leads, it starts with service. And there are so many other ways to activate purpose. Can you talk about some of the biggest ways you have been activating purpose?
3: If we're shaping a about- better a better organization, a better company, we need to have it be a place where cooperation, collaboration, and positive change are the fuel that drives us every day. But it's also important in understanding how UPSers see themselves in their communities and in the countries that they're serving and how they want to shape better outcomes there too. We find lots of ways to learn about what they're passionate about, where they want to volunteer, where they want to lend their voice for political change, where they want to engage to help uh, communities. Communities whose voices maybe have been suppressed or not as elevated as they could be, how we can help them, give them that megaphone to uh, make those voices heard. It's just by tapping into what makes, you know, our company so beautiful. And that's all the diversity that we have across, you know, our company and around the globe. How should I say making it sing? making us sing love that
0: yeah, yeah yeah sort of on that note uh, you know today's episode is all about sort of corporate social activism and, and you know, by that we just mean corporations getting involved in big societal issues that impact them their communities their employees and i know you guys at ups from our, our past conversation Laura, have been active on that front and i'm thinking specifically at which i think you were starting to uh, allude to you've uh, pledged millions for example in support support sort of justice and reform to advance equality just as an example so i I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about that and other things you've done in the in the sort of more societal uh, activism realm and specifically how you've gone about it in a way that you've sort of avoided some of the problems that other folks have encountered?
3: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I was going to say, this isn't something new for UPS. I mean, we're approaching 114 years and we had this amazing founder, Jim Casey, and there's a quote that I absolutely love. I actually have it on the walls in our DC office, determined people working together can accomplish anything. And it's a quote that I think really drives the essence of how UPSers show up on any issue or Or in any arena, we're not red or blue. We're not political in how we engage. We're brown. And when we engage, we engage on the basis of our values. And so I think some companies have tried to engage on big societal issues in political ways, trying to move a needle right or left. And that's not who UPS is or who UPSers are when they show up, because we really are a company that wants to see positive change, but do it in ways that are consistent with UPS values. Love
1: that. One thing we're seeing today in this new world of ours is it's such a peer-to-peer world. People are taking their cues from their colleagues. The CEO of big corporations have less influence than they once had. And rather, people feel like they're part of an organization where they're joining And bringing purpose to life because it's good for all of us. It's everyone in the organization. What is your advice for people in your position? You know,
3: you just you said something that that struck me when you said, you know, CEOs can't tell people what to do. Carol Tomei, our CEO, has this really beautiful philosophy about us and the roles that we should play as leaders within our organization. And it's this real servant leadership philosophy. Our job is to bring out the best in every single person that calls themselves a UPSer. So it isn't about telling them what to do, but it's bringing out the beauty that lies within every single person. And so when I think about our drivers, what I think they used uh, to show up and keep delivering throughout this pandemic, it was this sense of purpose that they had that the world's Mm. counting on us and we have to deliver. And if you as a leader can tap into that purpose, that beauty that lies within every person, I think it's easy then to deliver great, right? Because it's not you telling people to do something. It's tapping into what's already there for them and giving it life.
1: That's great. That's a a really nice piece of advice for all those C-suite out there. Yeah, I think it starts with bringing out the best in people. Yeah, Yeah. you know, if,
3: if you tap into the joy and what makes people happy showing up at work, when you give them the why behind why they're doing what they're doing, they'll never work a day in their life. They'll just be joyful coming in and delivering what matters. Okay,
2: one thing that Laura said that was really interesting to me is that they're not red, they're not blue, but they're brown. In being brown, there could be a fear that you could end up being more neutral than having a point of view. So I would love to hear if you can give some perspective on how you can avoid some of those pitfalls around ensuring that you're not like a water sandwich and that you do have a point of view about life, about community that could sometimes be on a red side or a blue side. It would be great to get your perspective.
3: I think why UPS has been successful in advocating for change when I think about voter laws, when I think about changes in some of the healthcare mandates that are now coming out, we engaged it on the basis of democracy is foundational for the ability for people to be able to engage in civil society and be able to prosper and grow as individuals. And so from our perspective, we said, how do we make it easier and not harder for people to vote? With Republicans and Democrats alike, because at the end of the day, we wanted to come up with solutions. When we think of UPS, we're united problem solvers. We're trying to solve problems. And you do that from looking at a problem from all different perspectives and bringing people together behind a solution. Because from a certain perspective, bringing the politics into the equation, it's not like you're politically tone deaf, but you're Mm -hmm. engaging in a way that's looking toward the solutions you're trying to drive on the basis of the foundation of what really matters. And for us, democracy matters. We try not to take sides. We try to bring people together in a circle.
0: You know, connecting to an issue over your core values and your purpose as opposed to partisanship, that's really what I took away from that, Laura, which is powerful.
3: And, you know, I I was just going to share, I think about all the problems that our world faces. A lot of people are looking for governments to solve the problems or big leaders. The reality is the solutions are going to come when we embrace our responsibility responsibility as individuals, as corporations, as, as different yes. stakeholders within countries and the global community hmm. to find those solutions together, because it isn't going to just come from one place. Mm-hmm. At UPS, one of our core values is about partnership and collaboration. And if the global problems of the world today, be they social, be they health-related, or be they climate-related, if we brought all the different stakeholders to come together to bring solutions Solutions, I think we'd be unstoppable.
1: I'm 100% aligned with what you just said because, you know, government can tackle issues. You know, government can help us get in a vehicle and not die when we get in a car accident. They can make sure we go to restaurants and we don't end up coming away with botulism. So there's, you know, <laughs> there's some benefit for government, but there's a lot of issues that government can isn't as effective. So 100%, I I think that's a brilliant insight.
3: You know, and I was just going to share, I think I've been really blessed because I have had the opportunity to serve my country in government service. Mm. I am on some of the most inspiring boards that engage in such important issues like UNHCR USA helping with the refugee issues. Mm. And I now am part of this amazing company in corporate America. And being able to wear those three hats I think has helped me get a lot of insights into the strengths that each stakeholder has and how if we brought them all together, you could find better solutions. So Laura, beyond
0: UPS, I know you're out and observing a lot of other companies and leaders in in, in your role. Beyond UPS, are there other companies out there that you think are tackling social activism particularly well? Uh, And specifically, if so, what are they getting right that maybe some others are missing?
3: Being a good diplomat, I knew never to name countries and you know name names but you know the companies that are really doing it well that we are partnering with they're the ones that adopt that same philosophy hmm. let your values drive your engagement and let your principles come to you know help you see the solutions because they're serving that role and purpose that they should of you know being advocates for what their employees want to see the company standing up for and the political debate
1: you know one one thing chip just to build on your question that i I think it's interesting. I was we were talking to uh, another Fortune 500 leader and uh, one thing that came out from that conversation which was I thought was really interesting is a lot of the issues we're talking about are complex and difficult for most people yes. to really get their heads around.
3: We boil it down to you belong at UPS. Mm. We want everybody to feel like they're a part of something that taps into their passions but that's bigger than themselves because mm. I think everybody wants to have, you know, a legacy that they leave and a bigger purpose for why they show up every day Mm. when we're talking to our sustainability trailblazers within our company we're saying to them, you can be part of that change you want to see in the world. And hmm. so whether it's advancing innovative solutions on the climate, whether it's you know advancing important social change, or it's bringing better processes to better governance, you can be a part of that solution, whether you're you know just coming into our company as a supervisor, or you're one of our senior leaders.
1: I love it. Now we're going to jump to Jump Ball before we get there. We're going to have a quick break, and we'll be back for some inspiring suggestions from our team. And also Laura is gonna join us for Jump Ball.
0: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data and information in one AI powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Planet Purpose is sponsored by Deo.
2: Dayo lets you look wonderful and feel inspired. Dayo developed the world's most stylish and comfortable loungewear. Feel it on your skin and you'll smile your way through work, relaxing, vacationing, styling, and profiling. And you'll feel like the beautiful Dayo woman that you are. Elevate your loungewear, elevate your life, elevate your Dayo. Go to dayowomen.com and tell them Planet Purpose sent you for a special gift. And
3: we got you.
1: So now it's time for Jump Ball. Okay, Laura, welcome back. What do you have for us?
3: So, I was going to share with you all this really awesome book that I've been reading, Brief Answers to the Big Questions by Stephen Hawking. He's an author that I have just loved reading and so sad that he's left this world, but he's left this world with some of the most inspiring writings about tackling some of the biggest problems and looking at them through the lens of science, but also recognizing that sometimes in the pure simplicity of finding those solutions, you can tackle the biggest problems. And I try to think about, what would Stephen Hawking think about this issue whenever I'm challenged with a particular issue that I'm working on, be it on the sustainability front or the political front, and really embrace that mentality. If Sometimes the answers are right there in front of you, and you have to take that simplicity and drive through answering the problems, no matter how complex they seem. What about you,
1: Yo? What do you have, Yo-Yo?
3: You guys, my jump ball is really connected to like
2: experiences. And over the last week, I've actually been trying like these new workout experiences. And what it's elevated for me is that workout is just not one dimensional anymore. And so I've done everything from reformer machines for Pilates, just taking my Pilates game to the next level, cycling in a completely different way, where there's a new company that has launched here called Psychmo, where their entire wall is like a video that you move to or video wall that you can like work out to. It's just, it works with our bikes and it's amazing. So I am just seeing this evolution of exercise and experiences that really for me is driving just a fun way to keep in shape and have a ton of fun. So that's my jump ball. Like if you're getting out and you're exercising, try some of these new amazing experiences that exist.
1: Do you know what screaming glutes are? Have You ever ever met them? No. It's when you do Pilates. Well, you kind of, You kind of do like downward dog and you got to keep lifting your leg up until your glutes start screaming at you like, you got to stop that right now. You're driving me crazy like you're hurting me. Have you watched that show I mentioned last week, Physical? Have you been inspired by that show yet?
2: I haven't watched any tea, but I am getting in a little
1: workout and some dinners. Chip, what about you? What do you have this week?
0: Yeah, uh, well, uh, Yolanda, that's very virtuous. I'm glad to hear that you've been working out. I, on the other (laughs) hand, have been sitting in front of the TV a bit more. (laughs) So I've got uh, something this week that I I just was thinking that is kind of out of this world, like in a literal sense. It's a four part uh, docu series and it's on Showtime. Uh, and it's from J.J. Abrams, who you've probably heard of. He's a filmmaker and directed, I think, a couple of the Star Trek movies, et cetera. Very well known. Anyway, it's called UFO, and it explores sort of people's our culture's fascination with with UFOs, basically. Hey. And sort of, kind of, maybe secret influence that either the government or the military or, or private companies may have, kind of maybe hiding information that furthers their own agenda. But what I like about it is that you know there's all kind of conspiracy shows, and and yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of what you hear about UFOs, you just like roll your eyes. I felt like they did a much higher quality job. Hmm. They they had on reputable sources. Interesting. Uh, it's it's clearly very well done, just in terms of of, of going and seeking out really well informed people, journalists. That are really real well-respected. And it it just told me some stuff I didn't know about the whole controversy. Just uh, for example, you guys know that the New York Times recently shared a bunch of videos from the military that showed that they actually had encountered UFOs. Mm. And on this program, they were sharing that the guy who turned it over, basically leaked these to the New York Times, was actually a former Department of Defense official oh. who was so disturbed by them and the implications for national security that he sort of kind of broke the law and leaked them. Oh. Which, uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Told me something I didn't know. Kind of crazy.
2: So, Chip, do you believe that there's life outside of Earth? Oh, you know,
0: I'm like the I'm like the guy from the X Files. I want to believe. But every time I watch one of these programs, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to tell me that they're really here. And then I'm like, okay, I don't believe it. So uh, I, I would like to, I'm still, I'd say I'm still a bit on the skeptical side. Okay. But I keep safer. watching it anyway.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: It gives you something to ponder about. Scott, what do you have?
1: I have been thinking about leadership lately. Humans are pretty much the same as we've always been. And so the greatest ideas are not necessarily ideas that are from people who are alive. They're actually great ideas from people who are, have been long dead. And mm-hmm. I decided to start studying some of those old ideas. And I have read a book recently called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor by Donald Robertson interesting book about leadership featuring Marcus Aurelius, who probably was the most highly regarded Roman Caesar or leader. And he was a Stoic in those days. There weren't many, but he was certainly probably the most uh, renowned and famous. And Stoicism is really fascinating. It's, It's complex, but in a nutshell, it is about understanding that purpose drives your meaning in life. So it has a relevance to our conversation here today. It also says that you can deal with your own challenges, regardless of what they may be. Could be pain related to age or injury. It could be relationship pain. It could be any any financial challenges by self-actualizing. And thirdly, it says that you need to do both of those things in accordance with nature. So there's a direct connection to sustainability. So it's a really interesting philosophy, especially for these times for leaders. Even gets into how to how to enjoy the vomitorium. Have you ever been to a vomitorium?
0: <laughs> I can't, cannot say that I have.
1: But it's all uh, about purging. Purging as a part of pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a great show. And thank you. You're amazing, Laura. Oh, thanks, awesome. you guys.
3: It, it was so much fun talking to you all. And thank so, you. So smart. Um, keep being the wings, uh, the wind underneath our wings, because I gotta tell you, I think the fall's gonna be hard for yeah. many reasons, but UPS is gonna keep delivering. I promise you guys that we're gonna find ways, no matter how big the the challenges are, so.
1: Keep on trucking.
3: All right, keep <laughs> Take on you Thank
1: <laughs> you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Planet Purpose. I'm Scott Goodson.
2: I'm Yolanda
3: White.
0: And I'm Chip Walker.
1: Planet Purpose is brought to you by Inc. Magazine and Strawberry Frog. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. This show would not be possible without the extraordinary support and help of Avery Miles, producer, Brian Cornelius, video producer, Josh Christensen, senior podcast producer, Blake Odom, production assistant, Umama Mahoud, marketing director, and Nicola Keneally, chief of staff.